Welcome to Keeping Up With Life, where we empower you with health, business and family life strategies for you to live your best days. I'm your host, Pippa Hansen. I'm the CEO, a mother of teenagers and have a passion to live an active and healthy life. Each episode contains practical tips and insights on how you can succeed in all aspects of your life, delivered to you in bite-sized pieces to implement straight away. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Injury Clinic, whose mission is to enhance the lives of its clients, staff, other professionals, and the greater community. It's a pleasure today to have Jane Ahrens with us, hand therapist, occupational therapy trained. And today we're going to be talking about osteoarthritis. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. So let's get right into it. Tell us what osteoarthritis is. So osteoarthritis, as distinct from um, other uh, autoimmune conditions is a wear and tear of the joint from life, uh, from trauma. Um, it occurs in um, most joints of the body, uh, mostly as we get older, but it can affect young people as well, particularly if it's a you know following an injury where the joint's been damaged. So that's interesting. I would I do agree that I would thought it was just a old person's. You know, get older, your knuckles get bigger and all yeah. of a sudden you've got osteoarthritis. But talk yeah. to us about the younger people as well. So um, osteoarthritis is is the condition which would primarily affect older people, but the other types of arthritis, um, the autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or psoriatic arthritis, those are conditions which can, um, and ankylosing spondylitis is probably another common one, can commonly well, commonly affect people that are younger. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis is actually a condition that affects um, younger women. So one is a wear and tear and the other is an autoimmune. Okay. And what sorts of body parts are we, are we seeing this in? So osteoarthritis is, um, so I'll talk with regards to the upper limb or the arm. Yep. So there's a key joint in the hand at the base of the thumb called the first carpal metacarpal joint, which is the second most joint in the body to be affected um, and certainly the most commonly affected in the hand and wrist. And it's by nature an unstable joint. It's actually the joint that allows us to oppose our thumb to our fingers. So it's the one that it distinguishes us from the monkey. And it's by nature a multi-directional joint, so it's unstable. It wears out faster. So we might expect to see people perhaps from their 40s and beyond that would um, have issues with pain, with pinch, with that joint. It commonly affects women more than men, considerably more women than men. And in in a normal situation, you would see people presenting postmenopausally for women. Um, usually, the non-dominant thumb, which is always a surprise to people, will be affected more commonly than the dominant mm. thumb, or at least first. And then you maybe in time will see the dominant thumb become affected later. So, predominantly women. Why is that? What changes? Um, it's anatomical, actually. The, the joint it's itself in females is shallower and therefore by nature more unstable, so it wears out faster. Yeah, lucky us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about the increase in um, technology and the way we use our hands? Are you seeing in a younger age because of phone swiping and those sorts of things? Um, 
We see different injuries as a result of that, like holding a phone and texting with your thumb, but that wouldn't necessarily load that joint and cause a premature arthritis, but you would see more soft tissue injuries related to those sorts of activities. Yep. Yeah. And so if we've got problems in osteoarthritis in that thumb, what, what, how does that impact our lives? So that, so thumb in particular is pinch. So for doing, you know, precision pinch like doing your buttons up, putting your earrings on, holding a toothbrush, doing up zips, it's all the fine things, uh, putting a key into a lock um, and then, you know, because that, that joint is a is joint related to pinch but for other joints in the hand like the, um, the finger joints, they would be affected more by grip. So grip meaning uh, opening... Jars so and opening Is jars, that a com- yeah. yep, good example. Um, certainly opening jars, uh, holding knives, doing meal prep, um, sports, you know, holding tennis rackets, golf clubs, um, driving. I mean, there, there aren't many activities we do for fun or for self-care or for work that don't involve the joints of our hands. Yeah. So it pretty much has, a, you know, a pervasive effect on everything that we do. So do you think these, um, the decline in hands and osteoarthritis gets overlooked and, and people wait too long? Like, is early intervention important? Absolutely, as it is for anything. But... Um, for some strange reason, people do tend to overlook their hands and I've been a hand therapist for over 25 years and I still am yet to understand why that is because we know how important it is that our hands function optimally so that we can continue to care for ourselves and our families and do the things we love. But it is very often overlooked and I'm not sure if we have a mentality that the small a small joint is a small problem, but we actually have a saying in the hand therapy world that the smaller the joint, the bigger the problem. So a, a small degree, a, a small issue in a small joint is a big deal and we, yeah, we definitely like to see people in those earlier stages where there's pain but not deformity that really gives us an opportunity to be able to slow the progression of arthritis um, and to influence people's, um, you know, the, you know the, I guess, the progression of the, the disease, um, but also just teaching strategies so that you can really minimise the, the load on the joint. So what are some signs that people can look out for so that they can at least get that first step and get some help? Um, tenderness in the joint, swelling, but sometimes the signs are less obvious than that. It might just be some um, pinchy sorts of sensations or, or soreness with grip, but then only with activity. So no, they might not have any morning stiffness or you know achy pain in the evening after an activity. It's just with activity, and then as the the joint deteriorates further, you may actually experience what we call post-activity soreness. So you know, you've had a day in the garden and you really take some time to recover from that. You're aware of your joints overnight. That's usually a good indication that, that there's some inflammatory signs. 
and um, certainly stiffness in the fingers in the morning. Sometimes, you know, five minutes of stiffness is not significant, but anything beyond that where your joints don't warm up and you don't get achieve full range quickly is a good indication. You're um, looking for heat or um, uh, in needing to move more often. If you, if you sit still and develop stiffness from that, then that's a good sign as well. And where's the first stage that someone usually ends up? Um, you wouldn't be the, you know, a lot of people still are so, um, you know, don't know that you exist and you're such an important yes. part of, of yes. the body. Yeah, that's so true. We we always have our patients say, oh, my goodness, I never heard of a hand therapist yeah. until I needed one. <laughs> so I guess we rely on our GP friends to yep. make the initial referral or our physio colleagues who perhaps are treating another joint, maybe a knee or a hip that's affected by arthritis that might then make a suggestion of, of um seeing a hand therapist for some extra guidance. Yeah. So, yeah, often often it's um, it's another health professional. Yeah, and what what is it that, um, you know, are, are the GPs missing it or they just don't have enough time? We, we say people don't prioritise and yeah, what I do think, you think? Yeah, I think that's definitely reflected in how people prioritise their um, that when they're looking for assistance for their hands, they don't they don't typically make an appointment to see their GP specifically for a niggle in their hand or wrist, but they might mention at the end of a consult and then, you know, time is running out Mm. and that doesn't really give the GP um, a fair opportunity to assess and refer on. But we do really encourage referrals early for those things because it – I love treating this because people come with a really low expectation that there's anything you can do to help and there's almost always something that you can do to make the situation better than it is and not that we we, none of us can cure arthritis but we treat plenty of things we can't cure Mm. but we can always make them better than they are. Yeah, and I I think what you've uh, said also is, you know, people turn up to their doctors with a list so it might be on there but also if they don't know... um, what to look out for, Yes. sometimes they leave it too late because it's not until they've got an actual, you know, they can't play golf or they can't play tennis or they can't open that's a jar. That's right, that's right. So typically it's pain or loss of function that will drive people to make an appointment with their GP or, you know, another health practitioner. Yep. So if they're, they're, they'll live with pain to a certain point and then they don't want to live with it any further, particularly if it starts waking them at night. Mm. Or they can't do the thing they love, yeah, and then they'll they'll seek advice. Yep. Um, so treatment options. You said we can't cure it, but what can you do? So a whole variety of things, depending on what the presenting problem is. So typically, the problems that people complain of when they have arthritis in their hand is morning stiffness, pain with activity, pain after activity, loss of range of movement. And uh, deformity, particularly in the thumb, that then causes a weakness of pinch. And if they lose range in their fingers, they can't actually get their fingers to close around an object, so they start to lose grip. And that can affect things like driving or holding a broom or, you know, performing your gardening activities. Mm. It, you know, affects domestic activities, personal care, all of those. 
And so how do you help someone with that? I've seen on TV some of those little tools that you can oh, yep. buy, yep. jar openers and yep. things, but yep. what, what else do you do? So in, in an, a typical assessment, we would look um, at providing probably as a first measure some type of external support. And one of the things that differentiates hand therapy as um, as a specialty is that we make a variety of custom-made splints and those are fitted specifically for the patient, for a particular activity and for a particular purpose. So as distinct from the commercial splints that you'll buy from the chemist, mm. which almost never fits somebody with arthritis because their joints aren't looking conventional often mm. at that point. So they need something custom. But those custom supports are waterproof. They allow you to swim. You can shower with them. You can prep your food with them. They can be washed. They can be modified as the joint might change in size. They can be changed and modified as your activities require. So it really helps with compliance and I don't, it doesn't matter how deteriorated a joint is, applying the correct splint will almost always give pain relief mm. within days, if not a week. So we're, we're talking a fairly dramatic change. So that would probably be one of the cornerstones, I guess, of what we do. But then once pain has settled, then we'll embark on a series of initially stabilization exercises we don't ever start with strengthening we stay away from traditional strengthening like dumbbells and theraband because the joints are small and often they're inherently unstable so we focus more on stabilization and I sort of jokingly say with my patients it's a bit like doing Pilates. <laughs> you know, you have to learn to isolate the right muscle yep. in the right joint. So, you know, for instance, if you look at the way you pinch, some people who have unstable thumbs will have an unusual kind of um, banana shape to their thumb and that creates a lot more load on the joint that's more likely to get arthritis at the base of the thumb. So teaching them to correct their pinch pattern mm. Um, is probably really, you know, simple but really important. Yeah. Um, we use like lots of modalities like, um, you know, we would for any joint. So we um, use low-level laser. We use um, paraffin wax for heat, which is just a very simple and old-fashioned remedy but gives good pain relief. We might do joint mobilisation. We might apply taping techniques, which we can then teach the patient to use. Um we certainly prescribe lots of little aids and appliances like you mentioned, jar mm. openers and tap turners and elastic shoelaces and um, special grips for a variety of handles like gardening tools. I talk a lot about gardening because gardening tends to be that activity that will bring the 60-plus the ladies yeah. along who have these gorgeous big gardens, but it's... It's killing them yeah. to try and maintain it. Yeah. Not only their hands, but their oh, backs. I was going to say every other well. part of their yeah, body. That's right. It's pretty hard <laughs> on your body. But you know, just talking about using like battery-operated secateurs, for instance, if they're pruning rather than you know your manual prune, yeah. pruners. Um, so much education. Isn't so there? much education, and there's so much. A lot of these people probably don't know exist. It, you know, we don't know what you don't know, yeah. and that's why you have to f find 
the person that that has that expertise but as I said before there's always something that you can be doing to make yourself better than you are and to slow the process down and if I send people away knowing how to manage their next flare-up or their next situation where they know they might be performing an activity that's going to give them pain then my job's done yeah so when you say a flare-up, is that because they're deteriorating or just they've done too much in that week or that day? Could be either. Yep. Yeah, it could be either. And it is, uh, you know, the importance of being able to live your life. I know a lady that you made a lovely custom splint for um, so she can continue knitting. Yes. And, that, and that's, you know, yes. her passion. She's done yeah. it all her life and makes all the yeah. all the blankets. But if you start taking away those things from people, it really impacts their um how they age and, and what their life's like. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to engage and and we in in the occupational therapy profession we have a term called our occupational performances and we have um, you know they may be our work, our leisure, our self-care and the caring of others. Yeah. And we have to be able to if you know if we do nothing else for our patients we have to be able to make sure that they can continue to perform in those um, roles and so you know for depending on who you are and what you do that's going to look completely different for um, for you than it might be for me yeah but yeah that's that's super important so what other community resources are there I, I mean you're pointing people in all the right directions and providing but are there other things in the community that can help um yeah, absolutely. They there are community groups. We often refer to the um, Age Strong programs in the community. Uh, not that they have a specific focus on upper limb, but you know they they make an effort to include those things. Um, we and is that for connection or what's that for? So that's for maintaining oh, joint yeah. range okay. and for maintaining strength. Yeah, um, yeah, and connections. It's it's always good to be amongst those that understand your situation. Um, we There's quite a few good Facebook groups locally. You know, Young Women with Arthritis is one, for instance. Yep. There's a great one for people who suffer with Raynards, which is a condition that affects circulation in the fingers, which you'll often see with a lot of the autoimmune arthritises. Um what else is there? There, well, there's a couple of um, peak bodies in Australia. So there's the um, Arthritis Australia, and they also provide um, guidance to health professionals in um, providing, you know, sort of um, best practice. Um, there's also the Arthritis Foundation, and there's lots of online forums that um, provide really good. Um, education for people as well. Mm. Have I have to say that most of them are fairly generic. Mm. They don't give a lot of very targeted advice for hands and wrists and upper limbs yeah. specifically. They're more. They talk a lot more about lower limb and and you know once again that comes back to the littler joints being overlooked yep. and the bigger joints getting all the attention. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of the information has to be a bit generic because everyone's so different so it's sure. it's a starting point people want the education don't they but it, but when they're in that situation they need their own personalized care absolutely and you know harm can come from doing gen- even yeah. some generic things specifically when it comes to the thumb are really not that helpful i'd almost prefer people not to do yeah. that 
but I think you can run into more trouble with the hand when it comes to generic exercises than you potentially can for the other bigger joints. You know, the bigger joints are just hinges. Yep. They just go in two directions, <laughs> whereas, you know, for instance, the thumb is a multi-directional joint like the shoulder, like yeah. the hip. Yep. So, yeah, it requires a little bit more expertise. Yeah, fabulous. And I know we're very lucky down here because we, you know, we're, we're metropolitan, we have people like you and your team but what happens to people that are a bit more remote? How can you, is yeah. there, you know, how do we help them? Yeah, there, um, arthritis, um, Hand Therapy Australia have, um, they work pretty hard to have rural communities connected to a service. And um, with the, I guess with the developments that we've had in telehealth, we're now able to offer some advice to those people via telehealth. We certainly st- still keep connected with a lot of our more rural patients um, in that capacity. And it's, mm. I think if you've met once, then your maintenance of their care via telehealth can mm. be really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think um, hand therapy is, uh, Australian Hand Therapy Association contacting them can really help you be um, you know put yourself in contact. They've actually on their homepage on their uh, website there is a find how do I find a hand therapist I think yep. it's called and you just put in your postcode. So hopefully that will um, connect you with somebody that's reasonably close by. Yeah, fabulous. And if you had to give a takeaway for today, what would it be in, in terms of osteoarthritis? Uh, value your hands as much as you value your back, your knees and your hips. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's pretty simple, isn't it? When you've listed all the things that it can impact on your life, yeah. not just work, you know, you finish work and you, but your pleasure and your family yeah. and, you, and the next stages yeah. of life. So. Yeah, pretty important stuff. Thank you, Jane. That was enlightening and I really hope that people reach out and, and get the help that they need at the right time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. If you have a topic you would like covered, get in touch via our socials. The contact details can be found in the episode notes. If you have loved listening today and are looking forward to future episodes, please subscribe, rate our show, share our podcast with your friends, work colleagues and families. So for now, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.